Alright, it's your boy Mixman to be here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the phone lines right now is a woman who I've been I've been scouting her and I've been like borderline trolling her to get her on the podcast. She's bikini model, Ms. Gia McCool. Gia, how are you? Awesome. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for uh, taking a little bit of time out of your, your hectic and busy schedule. As I mentioned, we've been trying to set this up for a while, and uh, I'm a huge fan of your work. And I know people are, are really, uh, like, they, they hate labels and they hate tags. So when I say bikini model, I mean, are, is that what you would call yourself, or how do you describe yourself? I think everybody has a different definition of how they describe or perceive me. Um, but I definitely... I think bikini model is one hat, and then I also have the fitness going on. I have designer, so I have, I have plenty, plenty of tags. All right, and so how did you, you get into, like, doing bikini modeling or modeling, or did it involve from just doing regular modeling and then got to this point? Uh, I actually have I've been a model for quite a long time. I started modeling when I was probably five years old. Um, took several, you know, school, I was in modeling school and acting school and did this interview, that interview, um, and it wasn't until my 20s that I got published, and after I got published, the phones didn't stop ringing, and then that's kind of when I took it to more of a career. Now, when people take a look at you, obviously, like, you, you say bikini model, and you say, okay, definitely, yes, she's a bikini model, like, incredible body, you know, has all the looks and everything. Um, what is what is one of the biggest um, compliments that you get from people when they look for bikini models? Like, what is something that you feel always attracts people to want to work with you? Well, I think what's more important to talk about is not so much the compliments. Um, because, like I said, everybody has their own perception of what is beautiful. Um, for me, it was it didn't come without a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication and a lot of commitment. So... It wasn't something instant. I think people look at me and they right away want to say, oh, you know, she started out and, and blew up overnight. No, this is something that was 17 years of hard work, not getting anywhere, getting turned down left and right, um, going to New York on cold calls, all sorts of things. For years I went like this until finally um, – and, and then that's not even – I'm not even describing how much work it went into the gym and um, just to – to, to make my body what was acceptable for a fitness model. Um, I think that's important for people to think because they look at me, they go, oh, you know, she didn't do anything. It was all handed to her. And that's absolutely not the, the truth. You know, I was not given any opportunity. I had to work hard and make it happen for myself. Now, if somebody wanted to start a career to be a, you know, bikini model or just a model in general, um, what is some of the, the, the steps that you would say would be the, the, the process to get to that point of, becoming somewhat successful. Uh, I know a lot of people define what is success, but again, you've done all the hard work. You've been there. You've gone through all the trials. What is some advice you could give to somebody else who's like, hey, I really want to do this, but I don't know where to start? So I get get asked this question a lot. Um, Everywhere I go, I have females coming over to me saying, hey, you know, I see your pictures and I see you here and there and I want to know, you know, I want to do this. Tell me what I need to do. And I always tell them what is, you know, what it seems and what it actually is, is two separate things. Um, I really try to tell girls that being a model is really on the bottom of the totem pole. It's not, it, you know, that's not what makes you successful, being in pictures. And there's, models are a dime a dozen. There are a million models. Um, and, and you see it even now, you know, it's a saturated field. 
what separates you from everyone else is how much you're willing to dedicate and work toward it. How much, how many years are you willing to do this for free to get where you need to get to the point where you can charge and you can make a living off of this. And I will be perfectly honest. I don't pride myself in the modeling. I pride myself in being a businesswoman and setting, you know, different, different, uh, credentials, you know, and where I'm at now. I have businesses other than modeling, um, that I don't really get into and I don't talk about because what is my personal life? I like to keep separate from my um, professional life. But yeah, I always tell girls, if they want to do this, be careful because this field is not what it seems. There are a lot of people out there that will use you. Um, you know, just a lot of a lot of shady things go on in the modeling field. I don't recommend it for everybody. It's, you have to have a certain type of, uh, I guess, character to handle that. Yeah, you definitely have to have, like, a thick skin to be able to uh, combat a lot of people, like you say, being rejected, being told that, you know, you're not the look we're looking for, you're, you don't fit this mold and everything. And like you said, that's all perception. Yeah. What is what is the, the actual mold? There really isn't, you know. Um, but there isn't. And, I mean, if you're willing to work, you know, five or six years and not get a single penny and shield out every month thousands of dollars, to do what it is that you need to do to propel your your career into the point where you can make money, then I, I say go for it if you're willing to sacrifice. Otherwise, find something else because you can make just as much money in any other career. And to be famous, I'm sorry, fame is not – I I tell people all the time, I did not want fame. That's not what I wanted. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you at least agreed to be on the podcast because <laughs> I mentioned oh, – I'm a huge fan of your work, and you say you, you got to put in the fitness aspect of it. And what is um, – is it a daily routine that you have as far as to stay in the shape that you are? Is it weekly? Like, what, it, what do you do on a, on a basis to stay looking the way you look? It's a lifestyle, and when I say that, it means from the second you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. Um, it's everything you put in your mouth right down to what you drink. Um, you know, I'm not – a lot of people think I'm at every event drinking, having fun – I'm on, yeah, I might be, you know, sent here or there or traveling, but every single second of the way, I'm prepping my meals. I'm not drinking what people are drinking. I'm not eating what they're drink, what they're eating. You know, I'm, everything's very, very micromanaged. Um, it's not fun. I'm not going to lie to you. I do it because I know it's part of the job and there are, there are positives and there are negatives. Now, what is what is a positive as far as being a model? I mean, so far we've heard, you know, this is it's not an easy job. It's not something that's just handed mm-hmm. to you. But is there perks? Is there things that you enjoy about being a professional bikini model? Um, the positives are is that I can inspire or that I can motivate people on a daily basis. Um, you know, when you hear somebody who's down and out or they're having a hard day and you've been able to make them smile, those are the things that make me continue to do what I'm doing. When I have a female come over to me and say, hey, you know, your videos have motivated me. They've helped me. I've lost, you know, this amount of weight or that amount of, you know, I've, I've shaped, I've toned up, I've gotten better confidence, you know, because of you. All these things are the reason why I keep doing what I'm doing. So that's definitely a positive. So when you are out doing the modeling and you're traveling all over the world and everything, what do you like to do on your downtime? Is there any downtime to kind of just be Gia and not be, you know, the glitz and the glamour model? Well, I I mean, I will tell you that I don't get very much solitude. Um, You know, if if I get an hour to myself, it's to sleep or to, to work out, basically. But if I can get away and the times that I've had, um, to get away, it's just 
that. I like solitude, just peace and quiet. I don't like crowds of people. Um, I don't want to be, you know, talking a lot or listening to loud music. I want a beautiful scenery and I just want to just veg, you know, which is very unoffinant. And I've had a lot going on um, this year and last year. So because of that, I haven't had any downtime, to tell you the truth. Well, again. We appreciate you coming on and talking to us because, again, it hasn't been easy to get you on, but um, it's been, you know, awesome to uh, get you on for a couple of minutes. And um, so I recently saw on, I guess it was your Instagram and, you know, your other social media platforms. So you um, you have your own bathing suit line or like kind of tell us, like, what is that about? Yes. Yeah, so I actually sew um, suits and I I do have an online boutique. Um, but I am phasing out of it, and um, and I will tell you why. I got involved with it, and, of course, I started actually making my own clothes for shoots because I'm a tall girl. I'm 5'11", very curvy, um, and it's very hard to find suits that are in the stores that fit my body type. So I started to actually make my own suits when I would go to shoots. And, of course, because they were unique, they did very well, and people right away noticed them. And I had girls saying, hey, you know, I would love love a couple of them myself. So I started to sew, and then I'm like, well, you know what? Let me just do an online boutique so it's available to everybody. Um, what I am finding is that the drawback is that these suits are tiny. They are sexy. They are little. Um, and I'm getting the wrong demographic. I'm getting a lot of male demographic that just want to gawk. And that's not why I started. I did not start to have that type of attention. I started because I wanted to do something different. I could do it. I had the talent to do it. And I wanted to offer it to other girls who were asking me. But it is turning into the wrong attention. So I am slowly phasing out of that, actually. Now, I mean, obviously, not only that, but it's probably time-consuming if you're saying you're sewing these things. So these are not something that's just mass-produced. Like, these are custom-made pieces, so it's not, like, there's not an assembly line that can just do that. And uh, one of the things I always, I always, and I I, I praise you for doing something like that, because I always thought it was odd when you would go into, you know, any retail store, and you're trying to buy a bathing suit, and it's, like, extra large this and extra small that and everything. It's just like, well, wait, not not every top and bottom match the same. So how can you have, you know what I mean? So, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're saying you're getting the wrong attention or anything, so what about the people out there, like the people that you are actually serving, these women who are, you know, looking for that? Um, have you ever considered of, you know, trying to just block out the guys who are, you know, gawking and just kind of trying to that, keep That would be, if I tried to do that, that would be a really a full-time job. Even to answer my comments and emails per day, I get anywhere from a 1,000 to 2,000 emails and comments a day wow. to go through. And, um, and I have, I, I'm a real estate agent. Um, I'm very, a very successful real estate agent. I've been a real estate agent since 2004. Um, and I have very, you know, that's a very lucrative business. Along with that, I also run um, and manage a doctor's practice. Wow. Um, so as you can imagine, I handle anywhere from eight to nine employees. So with that, um, for me to have the time to go through that many comments is very, very time-consuming. I don't think that I would want an extra job of going in and and screening every single person that comes on other than just completely going offline altogether. Yeah, I could totally agree. I mean, that's got to be very time-consuming just to, to – you could spend a whole day, a week just answering – 
you know, random comments, just and answering answering my DMs for a request for a podcast is <laughs> it could be annoying enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you um, yeah, and I love how you agree with that. That's great. <laughs> She's like, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. What are some hobbies that you have other than doing the modeling? I mean, obviously, you have a very busy schedule. You have, you know, wear very, you know, many hats, you know, boss status yeah. here. But what what hobbies do you have, if any, at this point? So I teach belly dance. I also perform belly dance. And I do fire eating as well. Um, I'm a painter, a singer, and I love cooking. So, um, Is there I, anything you don't was- do? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm one of these people, like, if I, I can't sit down. That's, that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. If, if you try to get me to watch a movie, just one movie, it'll take me six hours because I'll be up every 15 minutes to go do something. I can't sit still. <laughs> so, um, it's just part of my culture. <laughs> so how hard is it to learn how to do the dance aspect? Um, is, is there something? It is very that you- hard. It's extremely technical. Um, I teach quite a few women, and if you don't have a dance background, you won't get it. It's one of those things you either don't or you do, and mm-hmm. if you don't have a dance background, you won't get it. All right. And as far as the painting goes, what type of uh, painting do you do? So I actually I actually started painting when I was at a young age. I did a lot of art classes, um, and uh, thankfully my family, you know, was in the position where they could put me into every class possible when I was a child. Um, so I did a lot of art classes and I actually started doing abstract art, um, a lot of drawing and stuff. And I actually at one point was selling the painting. Wow. So, I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, s- I'm still blown away by like all the things that you just listed that you did. I'm like trying yeah. to hurry up and write all these down. Like, wow. Like- I, I have been, been an entrepreneur since I was probably 10 years. I've been working since I was 10 and I've been an entrepreneur since then. I like to, I guess you could say, be be your own boss. I don't like to have to answer to anybody. But that's probably a wrong way to put it, but yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, that's totally <laughs> understandable. I mean, one of the reasons why I told people I do my own podcast is doing traditional yep. radio. It's like you don't have the freedom to just bring on anybody you want onto the airwaves to talk to them. So I totally can relate yep. to that. Um, so yeah. what are what are some of the things that you've been published in that people may recognize you from? So the the major thing I think everybody talks about is American Curve. Um, and then I've been also in several other fitness magazines, uh, local fitness magazines. Um, I've been in Brides of Orlando. Um, but, yeah, those are just to name a few. Now, American Curves is a, a magazine. Is it like a fitness magazine or – it's a men's magazine. Okay. Uh, at the time that I was featured, it was much different than it is now, um, being that I was in the last three issues before they went, I guess they went to Implied or something that I'm, I'm not involved in. Um, gotcha. But when they were just doing the swimwear, mm-hmm. um, that's, that was the last time I was featured. And then they changed after, after I think it was 2012, the issue. Mm-hmm. So um, you say American Curves, and obviously you're a curvy woman. What um, what are the exact measurements for people that are curious? Like, is there a, a set um, size that people look for for bikini models, or like, I'm not too like not too familiar with that world. So, is there a look that people go for as far as people so like photographers? Days, I would say presently 2018, anybody can claim that they're a model. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. 
when I got started in modeling, you know, you had to be listed with agencies. You actually had to go on interviews. You had to be casted. You know, but it's completely different now. Um, now everything's run by digital. So you can, as long as you have a good photographer, you can make yourself look 10 feet tall. You can make yourself look tiny in the waist. You know, you can do a whole lot of things, you know, with digital images. Um, so I would say, you know, for me, no, um, I actually had, you know, be listed with agencies and do the whole, the whole thing, you know, in, in, if you see me in person, I look larger than life. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'11". I look like a model should be, you know, not what you see these days. <laughs> now, do, do you find that it's easier or harder to be 5'11 to be a model? Is that like a look that is, you know, people are going for or? No, I mean, these, like I said, these days, anybody can claim that they're a model. If they're five feet, if they're six feet, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're big, tiny, skinny, you can be a model. But uh, there was a time when, yes, if you were not, you know, five, seven and up, if you're, if you could not fit into anything size six and under, um, you know, you could not, you, it would be very, very hard for you to get modeling jobs. Now, what what are some things that you still want to accomplish? Do you still have goals at this point in the game, or have you kind of moved on? I think on I from always that? have goals. Yeah, I think I always have goals because I think when you when you stop having ambition, you know, that's when you lose um, love of life. You know, you have to have ambition. You have to have purpose. So, absolutely, I have goals. Now, is there any goals that you can share with us? Like, is there a specific thing that you're like, I want to achieve to that? Or is it just kind of just daily goals? Just want to get this done today. Just, you know, want to move forward to this in the next couple of weeks or like, what is there like one well, big I, goal? I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, as, as you know, all the things I've described before, I'm running a lot of things right now and I have goals as to, you know, amounts of, of you know how, how I want to grow in the businesses that I have now. Yeah, I can hear I can hear you on that one because I, I mean my goals daily I just want to get through today, <laughs> let alone thinking yeah. you know weeks and further ahead. Um, so you said this like uh, American Curves magazine did like implied stuff, but what is some stuff that like you will not do? Well, absolutely, I'm not into nude modeling. Um, I don't want to go into that you know that side of the business. I'm not interested in it. Um, it really doesn't take you anywhere these days. There's no purpose for it um, unless you want to go into the adult industry, which I'm not interested in. All right. And um, have you ever been approached to do things like that? And it's like, like what is the, the I don't, I don't think on there's that? A female, I don't think there's an attractive female in the modeling business that has not been approached by somebody interested in putting you in the adult industry. Unfortunately, I always tell my girls who are interested in the modeling field to be very, very careful because once you go to a certain point, once you pass that point, there's no going back. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you can relate to what I'm saying. If yeah. you're not taken professional and you cross that line, you can never be taken serious again. So you have to be very careful on what you do. Some of the growing pains that come with the industry, just to, like you were mentioning earlier, you have to kind of have like that, that character and that, that thick skin to be able to say no to certain things like that. Because... As you mentioned, there's a lot of people that ask me that. They they say, you know, okay, well, shouldn't you be here, there, you know, everywhere? And I I tell them all the time, I let go of opportunities on a daily basis because why? It is it's it's going against my morals mm-hmm. and my morals and and how I feel and how I want to live my life 
is more important than any amount of money. So money is not the determining factor on what I do. Definitely. I mean, that's what you have to hold on to is the moral aspect of it because that's that's all you really have at the end of the day. You know, you can throw all the money Absolutely. at you, but and like I said, a credit to you to tell these young girls that are trying to get into it. You know, it's a trap. If you get into it, you know, it's not as easy to get out if ever getting out of it. You know, so you shouldn't feel pressure to do something like that and get into that kind of field if it's not what you're you will, know, aspiring to do. I will tell you, like. In my in the beginning of my career, the very first photographer that I've ever shot with, um, I allowed because I was new, I was learning, um, and this person said, "Well, you're going to wear this wardrobe, and you're going to do this facial expression, and you're going to pose this way." Okay, and this happens a lot to almost every girl in the business starting out. That's why I always kind of coach them. You know, is be careful when you who you shoot with. You know, and and what, who they are. Make sure you know them. Make sure you have content agreement. Um, you know, you sign a disclosure before you actually shoot with them. Because what happened to me was that person took my images and they ended up here, there, and everywhere without me, you know, knowing about it, without me getting paid for it. Um, so basically, this person, my pictures ended up in places online that had nothing to do with what I'm about or what I stand for. So I constantly, on a, even up until now, we're talking, this is when, seven years ago, I still have people contacting me saying, hey, we saw you in this. You must be, you know, this kind of model. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's sad, but it happens to every single model in the business. Well, hopefully everybody that would be listening to this podcast, especially, you know, young girls, even don't if, even if you're not young, even if you're getting into the game, into the business, Later on, hopefully taking all this words of advice, you know, to not, uh, thankfully for you, you got, you know, you didn't have to suffer as much as some other people. You know, there's some other people that fall into a deep trap and they can't get out of it. So at least you were able to kind of uh, combat that a little bit. Um, but I also want to mention, like, social media before you go. So a lot of people do the social media thing. So where's everybody going to find you at on social media? Like, the legit places. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's quite a few impersonation pages. They pop up um, probably daily. Um, you have to be very, very careful. On Facebook, there is only one page that is mine, and that is Gia Marie McCool, and it has a verified blue check mark. So you cannot miss that one. Um, and then I have my IG page, Instagram, which is Gia McCool. And I uh, just started actually a page just for my workouts, which is the real Gia McCool. And that is a page for the females. I prefer just for the females. Um, I don't, I don't want any, you know, gawking guys on that page. I don't want to hear any, you know, I want to see this. I want to see that. Those will automatically get blocked, banned, and deleted. Um, I'm looking for people who are really just into fitness and there to be inspired and motivated. Um, so I have the Instagram, the real Gia McCool, the big main page on Instagram, which is Gia McCool. Facebook, Twitter is Gia Marie One. Um, and then I have my Snapchat, which is uh, Gia McCool. And I've had since August a private Snapchat for I put a, I'm actually more active on the private Snapchat, um, and that is a membership only. So I put like, you know, if I have an if I'm out doing something or some behind the scenes shooting or just some personal selfies, um, so they can see what I'm up to. And then that's the only account that I actually chat back and talk and DM back. Awesome. And do you have an official website at all? I have the GMMcool.com, which is the online boutique. 
and everybody can find like the links to all your social media on there as well or absolutely yeah Awesome, awesome. Well, is there anything else you want any of the listeners, any of the people who have been fans of your work for so many years to know or any comments you want to say for them? Yes, I just want to say that I really, really love and appreciate those fans that have stuck by me from day one who have not just liked what I post if it has something to do with, you know, object. Like, I get really, really frustrated sometimes because I post motivational blogs on a regular basis and I post really good that I put a lot of time into uh, posts you know and they're mainly about that about motivation about fitness and the the fans that have stuck by me and like those things those are the ones that I want to stay those are the ones that I appreciate and I love because they're there because they like me they're not there because they want to see you know excuse my language but TNA you know and I'm really getting frustrated with social media and what it's turning into it's turning into everything if it doesn't have to do with sex people don't want to look at it anymore mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to get back to the days when people cared about people not about what they had or what they were driving or where they're vacationing to or you know this is superficial stuff you know so i just want to tell the fans that i've been there from day one thank you i love you really appreciate those comments keep them coming because though trust me i see those comments and I do respond to them. So uh, thank you again for all those that have supported and loved me from the beginning. Well, I commend you for uh, taking a stance as far as social media goes and being able to, you know, differentiate what is real and what is, you know, fantasy. Because I totally agree with right. you. I see so many people on a daily basis who, you know, constantly want to compare things. So I saw this on social media. Believe me. of the time, what you see online is not real, and, you know, there's a lot lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. So if you see somebody out there who looks like they have, you know, the most expensive car, you know, the glamorous life and everything, it may not be all that glamorous, and, you know, so for anybody that's out there. I think it's it's even important to maybe touch on that, too. I think um, people, there's nothing wrong with fantasizing and, you know, maybe aspiring to be better. But then you also have to be smart enough to draw the line at, okay, you know what, this is what I can achieve and this is not real, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what people do is they look at Instagram profiles that have 10 million, 11 million, and they automatically go, well, these people must be rich. These people must be making thousands of dollars per post. These people must be, you know, flying here or there or everywhere. And that's that's where I get frustrated. People need to be realistic with that, okay? It, these 10 million, 11 million followers are mostly people just wanting to see what you're up to next. They don't really care about you. They don't really love you as a mm-hmm. person. They don't even know you as a person, right? So it's it's time that we start. If we're going to follow somebody, let that person inspire you and, and actually know their character and like them for who they are inside before you look on the outside. Well, it definitely motivated and inspired me because, again, I'm a huge fan of your work, and I've been wanting to have you on the podcast. And I was like, I gotta get her on. I don't, I don't care what I gotta do. I gotta get her on, and I was determined. And uh, I appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. And uh, we hope to see and continue to, you know, see posts and read more great things about, you know, the different work that you're doing. And you know, if there's anything you ever need, anything you ever want to talk about, you're always welcome to come back on MMB Radio whenever you want. 
Thank you so much. It was such an honor to actually talk to you finally. I know we've been going back and forth, and I really appreciate this time. Not a problem. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye.